It's, uh, I need to find my pick of the week, Adam. I'm very concerned. So we started off while, you, while you're looking for your pick of the week? Oh, and just ignore me? Just like, fuck Doug, who cares? Welcome to the fifth episode of uh, Film Insert Podcast, Podcast Season 2, so we're not total noobs. Uh, Doug, are you there? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here, but I'm a noob, too. It's a point that I should I make. guess we're both kind of noobs at this still, but we're trying our best. Off to a great start. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're, 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 we are trying our best. Uh, it's a valiant effort. It is a valiant effort, and yeah, like you, you write, you work really, really hard on like development of the site, and you know, like putting putting together databases and like really making the site work. And I, I like, I write like several emails. You do write emails. They're very and they're well constructed emails. Um, I do. And now that we have, uh, you know, for people who may not know, we went through a huge database structure change on the site um that's why some would some would call it an overhaul some would call it an overhaul yeah we went through a visual overhaul and then we went through a database overhaul it was needed um basically if anybody is listening who is into database uh design and structure i made things too complicated on myself and we basically refined. And um, what we're doing right now is we're actually integrating uh, the data from Discogs, which is an online open source um, database of artists and uh, and albums. And and some of those albums, tracks on those albums, come with uh, video data. Um, some of it is not music video, so we'll have to do a lot of sifting through that. But if you notice in the stats in the site, it's jumped up from, you know, 2,000 artists to uh, 631,451 artists. And Every artist which I had to individually check and make sure that they were appropriate for our site, which was not a great job for you to give me. No, it was not. Um, and by the time uh, we're done with the import, it'll be about 2.5 million. And then uh, we're going to have... Uh, we, I don't know, maybe want, maybe don't want to spill all of our plans because we're, we've got some big ones, but... Um, we won't spill the beans. We're yeah, things are moving every every single day for Film Dune, so so we're excited. And we're also talking to some pretty awesome people from uh, podcasts, so we're excited. Um, yeah, and and the fact that we're that we're building every day that's something that I include in my emails that I send people. Oh, good. It has been a lie up till now. Uh, it has been a partial lie. Um, I think I'm pretty sure a partial lie is still a lie. Well, a lot of the work has been under the under the hood. I. For weeks, I was. I'm not. I've never really worked with. Anyway, this is boring technical stuff. It was on the, <laughs> no, data, no. It was on the database side, so no, it wasn't people, any of the. People love this stuff. Anyway, but uh, let's talk about music videos instead. We ought to. We ought, we to, ought to because that's, that's what people signed up for. That's right. When they click subscribe on iTunes, which you should, and I should mention, if you if you're listening to this podcast, um and enjoy it let us know uh via twitter or something like that but also what really helps i hear is writing a good review on itunes even the big boys do that even the guys who are who uh who run the very very large podcasts implore their users to write a good review on itunes so it must work it's it's weird both times that you ask for them to write a good review your audio like screwed up uh, it d- would I? I think it's only on your end because I'm recording it. Uh, or maybe maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm an idiot. Uh, and we we are we are okay if you write like you know th- three wolves moon style reviews. Like they don't necessarily have to be, um, you know, give any kind of hint about the podcast as long as they're positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Use 
use your imagination in the in those boxes you you know write your manifesto but don't do anything like um if anybody runs a blog you know the comments you get where it's like oh best blog this is your best blog post ever i love the header of your website um you know because they have these robots that crawl, crawl through and comment on people's posts and leave links to viagra and sweaters and things like that yeah don't leave any viagra links if you have or, any or deals, if you have any, if you have any deals and everything, email us directly. I mean, right? Don't leave the links on the website where other people might be able to get it. We want some exclusive Viagra deals. Right, right. So filmdinsert.com/contact. Um, I'm I'm pretty confident um, that that um, we're not going to talk about music videos in this podcast. In no, this podcast. yeah, we are. We're just getting oh, gonna get through the main the main crux. Yeah, this is just some right. Asking people to um, comment on the blog or on the podcast is is very important, right? Important. And asking them to tweet us super important. Very important. Now, Doug, have you are you Family Guy fan at all? Um, yeah, I think so. I think my love for it has has um, has you know significantly been reduced. Um, well, Literally anyway, simply yes or no. Though. I was just looking for a yes or no. Well, that's not how this works at Film Dancer Podcast. That's right. We get a lot of time to kill. But have you ever seen Stu Griffin's uh, Everything I Do, I Do It For You music video? Mm, Does this ring a bell? I don't know. Well, we'll link to it in our... Is that the one where he does it like William Shatner? No, no, no. This is uh, Stewie singing pretty straight. A version of uh, Brian Adams' "Everything I Do, I Do It For You," which was off the Robin Hood soundtrack, the version with Kevin Costner, and we'll link to it in the show uh, show notes. But there is this sort of epic music video parody, where music video parodies just sort of morph into one another. There's, um, you know, you'd have to have a pretty wide ranging knowledge of music videos from the '80s. A lot of them are from the '80s. Um, and, and 90s, if you took a look at it. But um, there's references to The White Stripes, Found in Love with the Girl, um, The Police, uh, Wrapped Around Your Finger, um, Pink Floyd's The Wall. There's just a ton. I mean, there's way too many to list and to, and to even get into. But um, so I, I've been, and I know we talked about doing something on music video parodies, um and references to music videos and other music videos because i think that's a that's an interesting topic it's a very interesting topic and that was a great lead-in if uh um especially after i cut out all of the crap that i was talking about family guy that's completely irrelevant i i, I you know i could i can think of a, um of an actual music video that like kind of you know makes like makes jokes about like I don't know. It makes a lot of music video references and, and and makes jokes about kind of stereotypes in a specific genre of music, and that's um, the Roots video for um, what they do. The Roots have gotten kind of exposed to a broader audience lately through Thanks. Jimmy Fallon. Through Jimmy Fallon, um, but uh, their ne- their upcoming album is going to be their thirteenth album, and. Uh, They've been around for a really long time. And the what they do video is, um, I think what, like, it may be like one of their, like, first, like, first big hit, like, top 40 type hit. I can't, I I don't know. Like, they, uh, I can't be sure, but I think that's the case. But anyway, in in this video, it's basically full of references to other rap videos at the time. And I think it came out in, like, the mid-90s. It was full of references to, you know, stuff that was in every single rap video during those years. And it's literally like written on the screen what they're doing. Like, it'll show people running and it'll just like on the screen, it'll be like, where are they running to? Or, you know, show people driving and, and like, you know, ask the same question, where are they driving to? Or, or like, uh, you know, st- stereotypical logo blur the logo shot and like all these you know shots that were in all these music videos and just bold face like you know calling them out and i think that that kind of uh kind of fits into this this conversation as well well well, i think the the ones that are more 
the ones that were interesting for me were the ones where you know they show the mansion and they say rented for the day it was like the goldstein residence um the champagne is ginger ale things like that um but yeah it was definitely kind of playing on you know either references or sort of the kind of tropes of music videos at that time because you can you look at it it looks like a music video from 1996 because you remember all these all these things that were constantly reappearing in music video after music video yeah, I mean, you could you could pull up any music video made in that year and you would find at least one of the elements that they're talking about or, you know, something like that. And, uh, yeah, it, it, there's kind of like two jokes going on. They're like giving giving away like, you know, they're like bringing attention to the, the, the production of the music video and, um, you know, like making fun of rappers who like drive these rented cars and music videos and act like they're their own or like have all these women around them in a bed and act like they're not hired actresses or models, you know, that they're actually like girls that they're like going to have sex with after the video shoot. It's like, okay, we're done shooting. Get out of here. <clears throat> you know, we're, we're, we finished, we've wrapped for the day now leave so we can have sex, me and these girls. Like, I guess that's what the idea, that's what they're having you think by having these girls in this music video. And so, you know, to bring uh, direct attention to that, you know, not not now when it's kind of like the thing to do to like make fun of, you know, make like joke or fake rap videos. Like there's there's a blog, um, Video Gum, that like whenever there's like a popular fake rap video, though, you know, the title of the blog post would be like, people are still making fake rap videos and then they'll blog <laughs> post about it. Because, you know, you know, like, it's something that people parody nowadays. But back in 1996, when people were, like, still afraid of rappers. Uh, I don't know. I was afraid of rappers. Yeah, it was different. They weren't, like, there, a lot of the popular rappers now and a lot of the popular rappers in 96. I mean, it was just a different world. Even the, even the rappers that are currently popular now. I saw, like, a, a picture on Reddit or something of, um, it's like... 1996 Snoop Dogg is disappointed with 2011 Snoop Dogg. <laughs> and it shows like 96 Snoop Dogg with like long, long ass hair with just like a puzzled look on his face, like in, like in the hood with some like hockey jersey on. And then there's a picture, a clip of Snoop Dogg from the Katy Perry video. Oh no. In like the colorful jumpsuit and stuff like that. And, uh, well, that's, you know, th- Part of the thing that the Stewie Griffin video is doing is you can go through and watch those music videos and you don't know, maybe you can't name every one, but you're like, oh, yeah, I know the type of music video that they're referencing because a lot of them are very, the references from a time where music videos were very, very earnest, a lot more than they are now. I mean, the recognize some some images like... Um, uh, you know, sitting on the bus station with the with a red balloon with everything's black and white, and um, you know, growing angel wings and sort of coming up from the you know, the stage. I think, which I think is a reference to um, losing my religion video by R.E.M. I think that's completely wrong, but you 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 kind of recognize this the idea behind them. So if you did, I think if you did this for music videos maybe in the early 2000s or the late 2000s you would you would get a whole different kind of perspective on it uh yeah it it really ends up being very um you know of like depending on what kind of you, you know music video you're what area the music video you're parodying or or referencing comes from really will determine you know kind of the structure of the video you're making um you're making at the you know currently um you know it's interesting this this conversation kind of is um a pretty appropriate one for our interview of this episode wouldn't you say so we have somebody on the i'm excited about this interview because this is a fantastic interview it is josh forbes um also known as fosh jorbs on twitter that's f-o-s-h-j-o-r-b-e-s on twitter um he's a very entertaining twitter account but uh josh is Actually, at the the third or fourth person we've interviewed from More Media, who's sort of a collective of directors and and creative people, and he himself is a music video director. Uh, some of the videos to his name 
are The Fray You Found Me, which is a huge hit you probably are familiar with, as well as uh, Sarah Barrialis' uh, Love Song video. Um, He's got a lot of other fantastic videos like um, Song Away by Hockey, uh, Wind It Up by the Bernick Ladies. We've got a Bernick Ladies video in there. Um, It was a good Charlotte one. There was a good Charlotte one. Like It's Her Birthday was a good Charlotte one. Um, and just a ton of, of music videos. Uh, you can go to winchandpulley.com, which is his, uh, his it's, if you go to the about Boche page, this is just him. It's sort of a moniker for what he does. Where there's a few more videos that are listed than on the current more media page. But um, anyway, before this interview, I should explain, because I don't do a very good job uh, explaining it on the interview, but um, one of the uh, videos he directed, The Fray You Found Me, is uh, referencing or paying homage to uh, the Wim Wenders movie, uh, Wings of Desire, um, which is about uh, angels. Uh, to go read it. It's a little bit complicated to explain, but it involves angels and involves them uh, sort of uh, inter- not interfering, but helping out in things with people's lives. And there's sort of a weird triangle here because you uh, too made a music video called uh or wrote a song called stay far away so close for the Wim Wenders movie far away so close and then Wim Wenders directed the music video for stay far away so close which was uh laden with references to wings of desire um there's actually some very direct correlations between it as you can see U2 is actually playing like angels and there there's this band they're kind of like helping them along with instruments. It's not as corny as it sounds. It's actually a pretty good music video. But anyway, um, so if you get con- if you get confused by what we're talking about, that's it. Um, but anyway, Josh is awesome. He's directed some really fantastic stuff um, for some and some extremely disturbing stuff as you'll he- as you'll hear. So uh, let's check it out, Josh Forbes. living in Los Angeles, um, doing like primarily music videos right now. Um, trying to think of, I'm always the, the worst at remembering like the things I've done. I've done videos for like, uh, like Sarah Bareilles is a big one and Outlawing Trio and Good Charlotte. And very good. And, um, I don't know. Just a, I've, I've been at it kind of time for maybe four years or so. Um, so I've been, I've done, you know, the videos for kind of a range of people and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think my, my style is pretty eclectic, I guess. I, I think I have a, a big bag of tricks that I pull from for whoever I'm working with. Um, and, and, uh, you say you've been at it for four years and, and it, and it says on your more media bio that before, music videos you used to be a copywriter um in advertising and um i embarrassingly am currently kind of a copywriter in in advertising that's part of what i do during the day Uh, um so i was wondering like how you know first of all like tell us how awesome tell us how awesome that was and then also (laughs) tell us how you um how like you made the you know how you made the transition and if there were anything in between right yeah, I don't know, the, 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 the copywriting thing, like, kind of fell into my lap, like, uh, I mean, I, I know it's one of those things I think a lot of people, like, re, like go to school for and try really hard to get, um, but I, I was out of work, I had been working as, like, a segment producer for this, like, local TV show, and it got canceled, so I was like, shit, like, what am I going to do, and a friend of mine was like, hey, have you heard of... You know, there, you know what a copywriter is, and I had to like look it up. But it's like, oh, that's the guy who writes ads. Like that's that's easy. I could do that. Um, so I applied. I, I submitted like some spec commercials I had done and all this, and they were like, oh, do you have any experience? And I was like, no, I do not. And uh, I don't know. They kind of liked my my attitude or my fresh <laughs> approach or whatever. Um, 
But yeah, man, I don't know. It's a, it's, it's, I guess it could be a cool job. Um, I worked with a lot of like Nestle uh, candy and stuff. So like, you know, you, ba- you basically end up spending hours and hours talking about like nougat and, uh, <laughs> you know, is it chocolatey? Is it chocolate flavored? You know, whatever. Just being these really in-depth conversations about like the lamest stuff. <laughs> Um, That's actually a lot better. I, I copyright for like trash cans and stuff, so I would love to. I'd love to write about nougat and and uh, yeah. man. What is that? What does that mean? Copywriting it like? Well, I trash uh, uh, yeah, um, I I like it's a web. It's I, I write I copy for the copyright for the web a little bit too, oh, and okay. there's and yeah. uh, they they sell um. One of the companies that I copyright for sells sells trash cans and like stuff for outside. So like trash cans cool. and bench, benches and picnic tables and and all the other boring yeah. boring things. Um, no, that's good. So it's a really, it's the coolest. So yeah, how did you make that tr- transition from uh, you know from working in uh, to for copywriting to, to music videos? I mean, is is that something you'd always wanted right. to get into, or is it something that also fell into your lap? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, the the whole time I had been, like, since college, I had been doing, I mean, music videos, basically, like, that was kind of, I mean, I was obviously, like, a big fan of Spike Jones and Michelle Gondry and all those guys, and, like, sort of saw that as as the, the path, you know, towards doing what I want to do, and so, like, from college on, I was always kind of doing videos on the side, and, um, yeah, then eventually... You know, some people saw my stuff and, or, you know, it's the sort of thing where, like, you're paying to make the video and then you find an artist who wants to split it with you and then you find somebody who wants to pay for it. And then at a certain point, I found, like, a, a rep who liked my stuff and um, I, I was, like, writing a lot of treatments and stuff while working at the ad agency and, like, you know, I was even, like, holding production meetings there and, like, we were doing wardrobe fittings in the office after hours. It was, like pretty sneaky um but yeah so i don't know i mean it's kind of boring but you know just been just been doing videos all my life kind of um primarily i mean because i love music one and then two like it was somebody else to pay for it you know exactly Um, yeah are are any of those early videos that like the ones that you like were funded by you or 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 split with between you and the artist or are any of those part of your current reel or are those kind of like locked, um, locked away? They're on. I have another website called winchandpulley.com. Um, and there's pretty much all the old stuff is on there. Um, Win, Winch and Pulley was originally, like the, the idea of that was I, I had a friend who, like when we first started, we were co-directing. And then I realized like, oh, wait, you're the producer and I'm the director. Um, and so I wanted to do something kind of along the lines of like hammer and tongs or um, you know, Koontz and McGuire or something. Um, so that's where Winston Pulley came in. And then, then my friend, like, got a girlfriend and got, like, a good job and decided to quit. So I just kept doing it on my own. Um, but, yeah, Winston Pulley, that's where you can find all that old, old stuff. So there's a few uh, videos out of uh, out of your canon that we wanted to talk about. Because you're right, you have a lot of variety between... Um, you know, some of the, the really big videos you've done, you know, like the fray, you found yeah. me, the, the Sarah mm-hmm. Barry Ellis oh, yeah. love song. Um, and then, and then some, some really awesome ones for, you know, some artists that, you know, some people may not be aware of. Um, right. so, you know, one of the ones we wanted to, to talk about was, uh, the, um, the submarine, some submarine symphonica song, which if, oh, yeah. and if anybody uh, hears the song, they'll recognize it from one of the iPhone commercials around uh, right. 2008. Um, uh, that that seems to be the, the one that has a, you know, you, you bring a lot of uh, effects elements into your videos. Um, and this one has yeah. a lot of really cool ones. It's almost a showcase for a lot of these. So I was wondering if you could talk about the, you know, the effects in those videos and, and how you, you right. use them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm glad you uh, appreciated that because I guess the the way that I, the way I see videos is like a lot of videos that get huge virally have like one, one trick that they just do over and over. 
And like, I'm just, I'm too ADD for that. Like <laughs> my, you know, like I don't, it gets boring to me to just do one thing over and over. So I just thought like, Oh, well, what if I, you know, sort of stream of consciousness kind of like compiled all these kind of ideas and effects and like tricks that I've wanted to do. Um, and you know, and with that, that video, like we had no, I think we had like 5,000 bucks for it. Um, wow. but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of compositing, a lot of, uh, stop motion, a lot of, um, what else do we have in there? I don't know. I, I, you've got the, really uh, you got the perspective oh, effects in there too. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the most <laughs> ridiculous thing too, is that like, I mean, it's, it was almost idiotic for us to do, to do that. Cause we built what's called an Ames room, which is this huge, uh, this huge, like forced perspective room where, you know, one person stands in one corner and they look all huge and the other person stands in the other corner and they look small, which like we easily, I mean, it's, it's, it's done because there's so many like composite effects. We easily could have just done that and it would have been just delightful. But like I had it in my head, like, oh, we're going to make this room. And um, I don't know. I, I, I think it, I think it comes across. Like, I think you can kind of, I feel like you can feel that it's a real room rather than just, you know, green screen or something, but yeah, that was really fun. That was really awesome to make. Now, was that around the, the time of the, you mentioned uh, your Michelle Gondry fan. Was that around the time of the, I think the Michelle Gondry denial twist white stripes video with all the, uh, you know, all, oh, right. all the perspective effects was, was that a factor in, in kind of wanting to do something like that? Uh, kind of. I, mean, I, think, I think that came out like a, a, a bit before this. Um, I I think there's a little bit of a of an influence with that. I think I just I think I just generally have always loved that effect, like just from watching, you know, stuff like on Sesame Street or something. Like um it's just it's it's a very like kind of Sesame Street effect, like very simple and right childlike or whatever. Um that's the thing, like Michelle Gondry stuff, like it hurts my brain. Like I, it's it's hard to it's hard to wrap your head around all that stuff. Um so for me, it's more, I guess a lot of the stuff, a lot of the ideas are kind of like, what would, what would like a little kid think? Or what, you know, what would like a, what would a fifth grader enjoy making or, or like looking at, you know? Oh, definitely. <clears throat> um, so yeah, that was, that was a really fun one. I, I love those guys. I, mean, I, I, one of my first videos I did was, was for them as well. Um, for a song called Peace and Hate. And, um. Yeah, they've they've remained really close friends, the submarines, and um, they're just the nicest people. Yeah, I mean, they yeah they definitely really come through in in the video. Um, yeah, and that's that's another thing we wanted to ask you about because in you know a lot of your videos we noticed a thread of a lot of um, performance based videos. Um, you know, from the ones like the Good Charlotte, like it's her birthday video, the Metro Station right. Shake It, um, and even the Overtones, which you know they're not you know a traditional rock band but a lot of it is very performance based in the gambling man video um right do you uh, is there a certain way you approach performance based videos um yeah i mean i guess it's kind of a a necessary evil um i, th I think you know i think the, the cooler a director you are the less performance videos you do but like um at the end of the day you're you're making a commercial for the artist um so I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess I'm trying to think how I approach it. I mean, it's, you really just kind of want to get get whoever they are across, you know, on camera. Um, so whether it's like if it's good chart and like I really want like I feel like they're kind of this next level sort of I don't know this sort of like this pop creation. So I, that's why I wanted to do them in like this black void with this neon box, you know, like just something really like hyper cool. Um, and then like all the Metro station stuff is pretty fun. Cause they're, you know, they are who they are and we get to, you know, have them looking all rock star and like, you know, rocking out like in the 17 forever video, you know, they're performing like with guys, motorcycle jumping behind them and flames everywhere and stuff. So, it's hard not to I look cool when you have motorcycles jumping behind you. Yeah, exactly. 
that's why once I get once I get enough money, I'm gonna hire a professional team of, of <laughs> motorcycle or maybe BMX guys. Maybe I'll start with that. They're probably cheaper, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I mean that's that's the thing is that a lot of you know, I mean, in music videos, like you, a lot of these, a lot of videos need performances, um, and so I think it's I think it's important to know how to shoot them and to know. I don't know to be able to work them in and and to, and to to make your peace with it and feel you know good about it. Do you um, try to like? So you said you try to um, you try to add elements to them. Is that why that that certain you know in certain videos like in the Overtones video or in the in the hockey song away video, how you know there might be you know the artists singing and performing the song, but there are elements to it that you know aren't in your standard performance video. Um, you know, right. are you is, are are those important to bring in, or are those you know do those elements come from you, or do they come from the artist? How does that how does that work? Um, well, let's see. So the so the the, the hockey video is its, is its own is its own creative beast, and I kind of feel I should probably not even talk about it on air because the, the process got really convoluted. Like a lot of it was kind of a pylon of ideas, like from the label and from the artist and like that one, like my original concept for that was much more simple. Um, but yeah, I don't know. As far as the overtones, like my whole thought for that was like that their performance would, would, would feel almost like a catalog model catalog shoot or something, but, but with them singing in it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's different for each band. I just, it's definitely, I think it is, it's definitely important to have some extra element beyond them just standing there and singing because it's, it's definitely kind of like could be the most boring part of a music video. Um, but not according to the artist. Right, exactly. Or the label. It's like, that's, and that's the thing. Is, it's the one thing that they're always like, hey, uh, can we get some more? What do you think about more close-ups of the guy? I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, we <laughs> <laughs> like you forgot what he looks like, you know. Do, do you ever like approach? Um, do you ever like have an idea and not, um, you know, that doesn't include a performance aspect? And the label is like, well, I like this idea, but we're gonna need some performance pieces in there as well. Uh, yeah, all the time. I mean, yeah, uh, it's it's tough. I mean, I, I I wish that I could. I don't know. It'd be it'd be nice to not have to do that, but then I understand that they, you know, the demand for it. But I'm trying to think of a specific example of a time that I, I think I generally kind of always keep a performance aspect in just because I know that they'll gravitate towards it. Um, but there, I'm trying to think there, I think there's, I think there's something I did recently that, um, where I, I, I said, Hey, let's not do it. And then they didn't do it. Or maybe I didn't get that job. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, like you guys should do a segment on your website. Or somebody needs to do like, um, like a a graveyard for like abandoned treatments or whatever. Um, if you I, have I, it, you guys if you have any, we'll publish them. Oh yeah, yeah. we'll put those up yeah. there. I think we're talking to uh, Isaac Rents, and he or was it? I can't remember. If it was Isaac or or Ryan uh, Reichenfeld from More Media? Yeah. who were talking about that they almost had the uh, Kesha blow video, and they had a whole treatment for it, and somebody else got it. I think. Well, I think that might have been Ryan McNeil, actually. Oh yeah. Or I, I'm I'm good friends with Keith Schofield. You know him? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, he like he's he actually has published a bunch of his on on his website, but um. Yeah, I mean it's 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 funny. Like if the amount of amazing ideas that are out there that never get made is uh is kind of depressing. But you know that's their job, I guess. That's true. Um, <laughs> one of the uh, one of the videos that. Uh, you know, a lot of times we look at a lot of popular videos. You know, they're they're you know we kind of say, oh, they're not just cool. Sort of the, the um, in the more indie videos. One that we really liked was the uh, the fray you found me, which is a huge oh, you know cool. massive radio hit. Um, yeah. And shot in Chicago, which which was a you know which is great. And and you know I was I was watching it. I was thinking it kind of reminded me of the. Um, Wim Wenders directed U2 video for Stay oh, yeah. Far Away So Close and then I sort of yeah, yeah, started yeah. reaching it there's this whole sort of 
interplay between the you know Wings of a Desire video movie, which would apparently you know inform the 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 music video. So I was wondering if you could you know talk about where that uh, where that inspiration came in for this video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean that's that's directly where the where the idea came from. Um, I'm glad that you noticed. Um, yeah, I don't know, like because I. I kind of know the, the the Frey guys a little bit and like, or knew them at the time. And um, Isaac the singer is a real spiritual like Christian guy and like, um, I don't know. But, like the, the the song itself is about like confronting God and asking him like, hey, why is all this shitty stuff happening or whatever. So I, I started kind of mulling over those ideas of like religion and faith and Christianity and like, one of the the images that popped up in my head was the movie Wings of Desire. And then I thought, like, oh, man, wouldn't that be cool if the band was, you know, played these angels, kind of, who sort of appeared in people's lives and, like, um, you know, kind of kind of oversaw or sort of, like, I don't know, were kind of an answer to that question of, like, hey, God, where were you when all these things happened? And the answer is, like, I don't know. I was there, but uh, I don't know in the form of a cool band, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, but that was, I mean, so that was definitely, a lot of times too, I'll, I'll, I'll play this song and then like play different YouTube clips of the volume down. And I, I hit upon like a clip from uh, Wings of Desire and I was playing this song and I was like, oh man, there we go. There's the video. Um, it sucks because I, that one I had, I had this whole kind of intricate, like all the little vignette scenes were supposed to interlock. Um, like we would drift off from one guy and go to the next person and go up through a window. And like, I had all this stuff planned out. And then two days before we shot, like the president of Sony or whatever it was, uh, decided to read the treatment and was like, Whoa, what is this? These are all old people. We need young kids. <laughs> um, Cause my original thing was like way more depressing and like, you know, just these grizzled old people who are dying and stuff, and, like, they're like, we need young, hot kids making out, because that's all we know. Um, <laughs> well, the, um, you know, you look at the video, and it's, I mean, there's beautiful shots of Chicago. You guys are all over the place in, in downtown. Um, the guys are up on buildings and things like that. I mean, it must have been, yeah. in your, it's all night shoots. You know, how long did that take to shoot? And, and you know, it must have been a pretty large budget video to get in all those locations. Yeah, the budget was really nice, and uh, we had we did we did it in two days. Um, a lot of those, a lot of the building shots were actually green screen, but we shot um, or we green screened the guys, we composited them on, but we uh, we did do the helicopter stuff ourselves. And um, at the time, I was working with um, a company called Ghost Town. Um, they do a lot of effects and stuff, and they're really great. And they uh, those guys came out with me. And, uh, you know, got, it was, it was really great cause they were able to kind of oversee the effects as we did it. And, um, what else we had, like, we had a lot more, uh, we had people like levitating on these cables and stuff. that was really cool. But the label like made us cut that stuff out cause they thought it was too creepy. Um, cause there's a, there's a part where like this, this woman like flies up and her kid tries grabbing after her and they're like, yeah, it looks like she's like being abducted and I'm like yeah that's the point it's supposed to be <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to freak you out um but that was that was that was definitely a huge a huge like turning point for me like it was I was so much fun to do but then also like I was I felt definitely over my head because like I hadn't worked with that big of a budget at that point and like just the pressure from the label is so huge and you know, and then like we're we're spending all this money on like hotels and shit like that, which is great, which is nice. It's nice to be in the W hotel, but not when you need an you know two more extras and they're like we can't afford it. And it's like really because I think all the grips just bought uh, lunch on room service, <laughs> and um, <laughs> you know like what the fuck. Well, how did yeah, how did that know. jump happen from to go? I mean, because that for a music video that it has you know extremely high production values and and locations yeah. and things like that. Even with you know the Sarah Barry else 
love song video. It, I mean, that's a, that was a massive song, but the you know the yeah. scope and the set of the video is is much smaller. How did how did that come about? Um, I don't know. I mean, they just they just had a lot of money for it, um, <laughs> basically. And they originally they wanted to shoot it in Denver, but it happened around the same time as um, the Democratic National Convention, like when Obama was going to be in Denver. And so I I'm from Denver too, but I I I just figured like because I wanted to get people up on top of the building, I figured like shooting people standing on top of buildings while you know. <laughs> The black presidential candidate is in town. Like probably is going to go over well. No, um, probably be a considerably more logistically complicated. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it. I want to say it was kind of it was kind of a bygone era, even though it was only a few years ago. Um, you know, I think I think budgets like that still exist, and like those kind of budgets or those kind of videos are around, but there's you know quickly kind of drying up. Um, as far as having, having that much money to really like, I don't know, to, to pat it out and like give a huge scope to things, um, you know, which, which sucks, but then it's kind of fine because it's like, I don't know, when you have that much money, you still, you end up like having to throw your cameras on, you know, people like people playing instruments, you know, performance stuff. Whereas like the, uh, that Felix Cartel video I did, like we did that for like fifteen hundred bucks. So I don't know if you've seen it with the old people doing drugs and stuff. Oh um, no, we have definitely seen that. Well, that was—I mean—that was so much more. Um, I mean, it was kind of a hassle to make, but it was so much more satisfying. Because, um, like, that's the kind of like sick, twisted shit that's like floating around in my head all the time um, <laughs> that I want to make more of. Um, but I just don't, I feel like I just don't have the opportunity to do it or whatever. Um, but yeah, that was, I, uh, a friend of mine works at, uh, Dim Mac Records and I'm always kind of bugging him like, Hey dude, like I mean something, like, let's make something. And he sent me that track and like, he had like no money, but I was like, I had the idea of, yeah, like old, basically like, basically I wanted to do like a Metro station video, but with everybody being in their nineties. Like that was, that was kind of my idea. Like, <laughs> you know, cause I feel like I've, I've done so many videos of like good looking young people, like jumping in the pool or whatever, like getting wasted. And I don't know. And it's just like, just as such an, an empty pursuit kind of, but I thought like, it wouldn't it be funny to do that with old people. Um, and it kind of took on a life of its own definitely, but. This is the yeah. only kind of, I mean, imagine if, I mean, you certainly couldn't have pitched this idea to the fray because then, you know, uh, Sony would have got their hands on it and they would have said, right. I mean, they said there were too many old people in the video that you had already. And uh, right. <laughs> so this is packed full of old people. Um, and, and Adam yeah. and I were talking about a bit about this video before and, and uh, both him and I were raised in South Florida and spent a lot of time in oh, both yeah. Raton and Delray Beach and, and we kind of like had a bet going like where it would be easier to find 20 elderly people willing to like <laughs> free base candy um, right, right. and like where like if it would be easier down here where there's like a ton of old people or would it be easier in, in LA where there's a ton of old people, <laughs> actors. And um, right. so maybe you could shine a light on the, on the, where the old people came from in California. So you could settle our bet for us. Um, I think, I think you definitely have a good amount of like desperate for attention, old people in LA. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. I just the other night I just watched a, like a documentary called Strictly Background. I think that's it's all about people who spend their life like being extras in movies. And it was like, oh my gosh, those are exactly the same sort of people that we put in the Felix Cartel video. Like just these these like eighty year old people who are like, oh, I'm still gonna make it. <laughs> like you're not gonna make it. Um, but yeah, that main guy in that video i guess was like milton burl's cousin or something like the main old man and, uh, and by, by main you mean the one who's who, who mouths the lyrics and rubs his nipples 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who okay. his nipples, yeah. yeah Man, the... that guy, what an a... what an asshole. He, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, we had set up a second day of shooting because I just felt like we didn't have enough. And um, he, what was it? First of all, like he's a, a liar. He's a straight up liar. I'll just talk shit on him because there's no way he's ever going to figure out how to use a computer. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, he's a straight up liar. Like he calls like on the day of the second shoot and is like, uh, my dog caught on fire. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. We, just, like, we got my house on fire. My dog's on fire. I got to take you to the vet or whatever. I'm like, okay, sure. And then, um, and then finally, you know, I'm like, get, get over here, dude. Like whatever. We're filming at this house. And he finally gets all the way to the house and can't find parking. And then he calls up my producer and just goes, Fuck it. And it hangs up. And uh, so I hate that guy. That but, t- uh, yeah. Yeah, one of the things that I love about that video is the little details because you, you might think, okay, they're, you're putting old people in this sort of, you know, drugs and alcohol setting. But then the, like, the, there's a, my favorite thing is this sort of candy dish of the exact oh, yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. hard candy you'd see in a, um, you know, in, in you know, old person's home, and and I guess my, my question is, you know, when you're directing, you know, the Freya Good Charlotte, you know, there's kind of an there's kind of an expected like, okay, we're gonna perform and and extras and things like that. Is yeah. it any different when you've got these old people or, or you know these extras and you're sort of asking them to do really sort of bizarre things and trying to get a because re- right. the video seems very very real. It doesn't seem like yeah. old people just sort of acting. It seems like these are re- actual <laughs> people you, you found. How, I mean, how did you create that atmosphere? Right. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the same. You're just yelling at different different kind of people. <laughs> um, no, it was, it was actually kind of, it was kind of hard because I mean, like as, as I feel like I have like a really depraved mind and like really like crazy, ridiculous, disgusting, like sensibilities. Like I love, you know, horror movies and like Takashi EK movies and like all this like crazy, disgusting, like stuff in order, but like to actually make it is, it's really hard. Like it's really hard to tell an old man to like grab his nipples or whatever. Um, <laughs> and you know, like I would have loved you know, there's like a woman that I, I would have loved for her to like get naked or something that we could just film her gross skin or something. But like, I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. Um, so it was definitely, it definitely is a process of like trying to work yourself up to creating these images. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard, especially when you're paying somebody like $40 or whatever, whatever we paid them, <laughs> you know, I think, I don't know. It's a weird thing because, like, on the one hand, you have somebody who's paying like nothing, and then you could have on the other end, like, you know, somebody. I'm trying to think of like, some, I don't know, some some amazing actor, like uh, I don't know, some Sir Lawrence Olivier or something who's he's probably dead now, but <laughs> like, like Robert De Niro, you could pay him twenty million dollars and he wouldn't do it, or you could pay this person twenty and they wouldn't do it. So somewhere in the middle is the sweet spot. It's funny, um, one of the guys, the guy who, like, rubs paint on his face, when he, oh, yeah, when we got his head shot, he wrote something like, I will masturbate on camera for you. Like, that was, <laughs> that was like, his email back. Like, I will masturbate for you. And I was like, all right, you're in, man. But then he was, like, was totally uh, kind of cold during the whole thing. I don't know. Which makes sense, because the kind of guy who would be up for masturbating is probably kind of, like, a creepy dude. Exactly. He was. He's just there to party. He was, he doesn't he didn't care about a music video at all. He was just yeah, there for yeah, the. Yeah. Yeah. He was just there for the. He was just there for the fun. Well, I, I'm yeah, I'm I, I'm shocked that there's stuff that you you've left out of that video that you like you were like oh I wanted to do this but it was too much. Oh yeah, there was so much more. Like we had in the original cut, there was much more like beating the cat like. Uh, you know, he threw, threw a cat in a bag. I mean, obviously it was fake, but, like, he had a whole sequence where they're, like, really beating the shit out of it. And then there was, like, a whole sword fight sequence, too, where they're, like, that, that part just didn't fit. Um, <laughs> so I just, 
but it's a funny idea of like old people, um, you know, for no reason, like hit fighting or like having to do a knife fight or something. Well, there's, um, there's one more video that we wanted to ask you about. Uh, and I'm a, I'm a lifelong bare naked ladies fan. So I was, Oh yeah. I was really interested to see that, uh, that you directed, Oh, you know, one of the videos for wind it up. Um, yeah. and I was really interested about that cause at, you know, at that time in the bare naked ladies sort of career, they were sort of not into doing performance videos. They're into, you know, they're doing a lot of videos that were, you know, stop motion or other sort of, um, uh-huh. interesting concepts. Um, and they're doing you know, a little bit of experimentation with, you know, who they went to videos for and how they did them. And I was wondering, you know, where that video yeah. came about and, and, um, you know, whose idea the whole air guitar portion was. Right. Um, I think that came about because I had done some stuff for the submarines and they're on network records. Mm-hmm. I think is a Canadian label. And then, yeah, then the Bernie Glaze came to me and it was one of those like low budget deals, but, um, <coughs> I didn't care. Like I, I've been a huge fan of them for the longest time. Like, like in high school, they're like <laughs> my favorite band. Like any picture of me in high school and wearing a bare naked lady shirt, it's really embarrassing. Oh, that that is um, definitely me as well. So I completely yeah. understand. Because I just I love them so much because they're so funny, but they're so like they're they're funny, but then they also have a real soft side to them. Um, you know, it's like the saddest song. But I don't know. So for for wind it up though, like sorry, there's dogs in the background. I'm like trying to. Like, I'm walking around my neighborhood That's with right. my dog, um, just yelling at the top of my lungs on a podcast. This <laughs> is embarrassing. Um, so if you hear, yeah, like I live in Little Armenia, so if you hear like a car pull up and like some sort of rough voice and like guns, like you know, just call the police. We'll turn it over to the police. Well, podcast yeah. will be part of an investigation, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, but anyway, so the whole thing with that song to me, like. The song just has that huge, like, guitar solo in it that's just kind of, like, in my head, it just sounded, it was just, like, such a dumb, sorry, this is my dog, uh, such a dumb guitar solo to me, to me. I mean, that's, like, mean to say, not, not dumb, but just, it just felt so egregious and over the top and, like, and, and wacky that I thought, like, the only way... The only way you could legitimately have that in a video is if somebody was making fun of the fact that they're doing a guitar <laughs> solo. Um, and then I, I've always been fascinated with like because there's a whole kind of world of competitive air guitaring. So um, yeah, I think I, I don't know if I had just, I think it was around the same time that I had started seeing all these clips on YouTube of these air guitar guys, and uh, a, a friend of mine actually brought me to. I think called Arioke. It's like air guitar karaoke uh, with this guy named Bjorn Rock, who uh, hosted it or something. So yeah, that was the idea. So I thought like, oh wow, that'd be awesome. Like the world of competitive air guitar would be funny. And then from there, um, gosh, I don't know how I got him, but there's a, the guy in the video is a guy named Dave Sheridan who um, he's, he's done a lot of stuff. He was in the movie Ghost World briefly as the guy with nunchucks. Did you ever see that? I did not know. Ghost World. Um, what else? Is he in? He's also in a, he's in a band called Van Stone. This like over the top ridiculous metal band. Um, and so I pitched it to him and his thing was like, well, can I appear in the video as my character, Randy Van Stone? I was like, sure. You can <laughs> call yourself whatever you want, but you're going to, you know, and so like, yeah. So he, so we got him, and like he's so he's really funny. Um, but he was kind of a, he's he's definitely a weirdo. Like he, um, while we were shooting, he kept wanting to be called Randy, not Dave. Um, so I'm like, okay, so Dave's gonna be walking up here, and he's like, <laughs> I'm Randy. <laughs> like in front of three other people, like okay. He's a method actor. He's a total method actor, even for music videos. That's intense. Yeah. Um, But, like, he has, there's there's a scene where he shows up, like, wearing this full on, like, like, awesome, like, looks like an outfit. 
from Kiss or something. Like, that was his. He had that himself. Wow. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's how that video came about. But it, that, that, guy's, that guy's awesome. I just saw him again at, at Comic-Con, and uh, I don't know. I want to do, do more stuff with him. He's really funny. Yeah, and I think there was a sort of a com- either a companion or an alternate video where it was videos of people air guitaring to the song, too. Um, oh yeah, yeah. We we did we did that too. Like I, um, I like edited it or oversaw the editing of it. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah. So that was yeah, that was like their attempt at doing something viral, which I guess worked. I think that I think that video ended up getting way more views than ours. But I think that uh, I, I speak for fifteen-year-old Adam Fairholm <laughs> when I say <laughs> that uh, this is probably the the highlight so far of Adam's life. Uh, maybe, maybe when his fiance said yes after, after proposing, but, but getting uh-huh. to be the director of a bare naked ladies video, I mean, like, like 11 to 15 year old Adam Fairholm is like really super jealous right now doing the moonwalk yeah, totally. back of Adam's mind. Well, uh, we, thanks so much for talking to us, Josh. This has been, this has been really cool. Um, yeah, thanks. Thank you guys. And actually, we wanted to ask one one more thing about your Twitter feed, which was mysterious. We're wondering if it has anything to do with uh, music videos, which is uh, you spent a whole day recently with Betty White. Was that music video related? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, yeah, I did a music video uh, with Betty White <laughs> uh, for a song called I'm Still Hot. Um, check them out on, on the YouTube. Also, I want to I want to plug. I've been doing a, my own podcast uh, called the Buckshot Boogaloo. So, any of your listeners should go listen to the Buckshot Boogaloo on uh, I don't know iTunes or whatever. You, so your name totally beats our name by a lot. So, <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I don't know. Yours has the word the word film in it. Interested. That was pretty awesome. That was. I now I have to kind of jump in with some personal stuff here because I live. Uh, my office looks out to a drive-through. It's a good drive-through. It's fun. It's not like a Wendy's or anything like that. I won't tell you what it is, but it's a popular uh, North Carolina chain. And there's some kids going nuts. I I hear them actually. Really? Because they're just they're laughing up a storm. You should you should go out there with the mic and find out what the what what the, what all the fuss is about. Yeah, I'd be like, hey kids, what's what's the fuss about? What's uh, going on out here, fellas? Yeah, I stick. Well, I can you stick my those. head out the window and yell and yell and ask yeah, them. Yeah, no, that's uh, the manly. Thing. <laughs> that's the manly thing to do. Well, it's cold out so outside. So they can't go determine out. your age or sex. Well, the thing is, is like, if I poke my head outside, they know where I live. They can just walk over here. But the thing like, is, is that. Like, Throw a voice out there. Oh, there's a person around. Don't don't let them know what type of person. But I've heard so many weird things from this window, from the drive-through window. It's it's mo- the most entertaining uh, outside window uh, thing that I've ever. Because I've my last window just looked out at a bunch of trees. This is you've much, had a lot of windows. Yeah. So, uh, what's your window of the week pick? What's your window pick of the week? Well, I'm gonna pick something timely this this week. Okay. Because uh, it is Thursday, Thursday the twenty seventh, and on the twenty fourth, Monday or Tuesday, Coldplay's new album, Mixopia, or God, they're always, they always name it some weird thing. It's Mixopia or something like that. Uh, came out, and um, their video didn't just come out, but it was recently brought to my attention. The first single off the album was called Paradise, and they made a video for Paradise. And I'm usually not a big fan of Coldplay videos because they're very similar to their songs, and um, in the sense that they're very sort of grandiose and a little bit humorless. But this one was really, really uh, interesting. Uh, it's directed by Matt Whitecross, filmed in London and Australia, and it's this, it's real pretty simple concept. Uh, it's this guy. It's obviously a person in an elephant costume. It's like a sort of elephant costume you might find at like a Halloween store. And he's in a cage initially. He escapes. Um, 
gets on, uh, finds his way to Heathrow Airport in London and flies to Australia and he's running down this road in the middle of nowhere and finally he gets to his band, his band, the other, other three people in very similar elephant costumes with maybe glasses on or some other accessories and they start jamming out to the song and um, part of the way he's riding a unicycle and then the and the video ends with them actually playing in a con like a real concert with people uh in elephant costumes and uh it's really fun and interesting to see coldplay do this because they usually take themselves so seriously in their videos and things like that um think of like the first video uh that probably anybody ever saw from them yellow where it's just a one shot on, on, on a stormy beach and it's so serious and um just really uh just really taking themselves seriously and this is a really fun little departure although they they've done i mean they were on um extras uh that, that show they did some fun stuff there they've always done some comedic stuff but um, it's nice to see them doing something interesting with the video it's, it, it turns out it's a really really does hold your attention which is good because it's like a four and a half minute song it's a little bit of a long song so check it out that's Coldplay Paradise and uh, it's directed by Matt Whitecross sweet sweet pick Adam <coughs> oh yeah that's a sweet pick I'm a fan of that pick um because it was um, it was well thought out and pre-planned. It was uh, pre-planned. Uh, my pick is not going to be either of those things. Uh, no, I just you gotta you gotta just go with it. You gotta oh, don't, I'm don't, fine. Tell, don't tell anybody. No, well, I, I mean, I I don't want to lie to the people who listen to this podcast to this point right. who don't stop it immediately after the interview and actually like care what our picks of the week are. Right. Um, uh, so I want to be honest with with them because I consider them friends. Um, hey, well, we we make the picks of the week because we have interesting music videos that we think people should see. Well, this is certainly an interesting music video that I think people should see. Uh, um, what about Escape uh, the Fate, Gorgeous Nightmare? You oh no, I got the video. Oh, I've got it, and oh, I'm got just it. okay. Oh yeah, I'm just now hyping it. I'm just now hyping it. I'm acting like. I don't have a pick. I don't have a pick. I don't have a pick. So then when I drop it on people, they're like, whoa. Right? So well, let's drop it. So my pick of the week is by um, a uh, long established R&B dance vocal group called The Whispers from Los Angeles, California, uh, with a consistent track record of hit records dating back to the late 1960s. But this specific video called Keep On Loving Me, uh, came out in 1987 and um the whispers is a is a like i said a, an r&b vocal group five gentlemen two twin brothers and it's just a funky this is just a funky track it's a funky track and in the video uh <laughs> and in the video i just i just loaded this up this is I, know, I, know, shit. I know you did uh so this this video like really like is a 1987 video, uh, if I'm being serious and I'm just like poking around, joking around. Uh, um, this is like the quintessential R&B video from 1987. I mean, like it's the five guys just kind of like they, it, uh, it might be a one shot video. I don't think I've ever watched it to the end. <laughs> no, it's not a one shot video. <laughs> from laughing but, they're, but, but they're in, if I could just jump in here, because please, this is fun. It's a fun. This is a, fa a fun video that everyone should talk about. What makes this video? There are a few things that make this video really entertaining. One, number one, is they are in quite feasibly the most boring locations I've ever seen in my it's entire just life. It's like a strip mall. They're next. They're just like on a sidewalk between some like unexciting the, flowers. The and music then the video literally starts with them reading the newspaper, like, <laughs> like. That is a, all five members reading reading like a one-page newspaper. It's like they like split up a newspaper between the five of them. Like, oh, here, you take this page, you take this page, you take this page. And they like all finish reading at the same time right as soon as they want to start singing, which is like perfect. <laughs> is this true, right? You you concur? It's pretty perfect. They are. They all have gigantic musta mustaches. Great mustaches, great like medium-sized afros. And, and uh, uh, 80s looking suits, it's faded. Yeah. You could tell it was shot on some like tube camera. And 
they're just they're literally just it looks like uh looks like chicago um these guys are jazzy i mean they're from los angeles so i'm thinking this is probably shot in los angeles um probably yeah i can't be sure now um because i haven't done my the video is just like so captivating however it's you can't watch it for too long because it's just too hilarious and it's also too awesome like it's too much to handle um well they're really having fun and my favorite one of my favorite things if you pull it up on on uh youtube uh or on filmed insert or filmed insert well you won't get just check it out on, on youtube um because the top comment is back when black people really knew how to party and enjoy each other all fun without the gun <laughs> you things, things have changed Things you very, changed. very often. Seriously, now I don't know any black guys who can't have fun without the gun. Well, yeah. that was a great. That was a fantastic pick. You pulled it yeah, out of right. my ass. I, I pulled it out of my ass. You know what I did? I posted that on my Facebook account like a long time ago, like pretending that I was gonna do it with all for Doug. <laughs> uh, and, I don't know if you can be that funky. Can you be that funky? No, but that would be the point. Uh, either that, or I would put my face on them, but that would be impossible. Yeah, your time is spent else, better elsewhere, like adding videos to Filmed Into. Yeah, now that that's opened up, hell yeah. Yeah, I'm going to fix the rest of it uh, tonight. We got a new, great new green edit button. But anyway, that's inside baseball stuff, so I think we got to sign off for this for this podcast. Oh yeah, definitely. Sign off time. So everybody will, uh, we got to, I think I can safely say that we got some really uh, awesome interviews coming up, so... Um, stay tuned and uh, we'll see you guys next week a gigantic cup of ice and then you just like like pour it back as much as in into your mouth like into your mouth and chew it all and i just i never understood what was so appealing about chewing ice but i just there's there's just a type there's a it's like a thing like some people like to clip their nails some people like to do this or that but a I lot of people whatever ice. example of that there is i do them all so like i bite my nails i chew ice i chew on on straws, uh, I punch old ladies. So all those like things, those little quirks that people have. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like, uh, light homeless shelters on fire. You know, little quirks. Little, just like little things you say. Oh, that dog, dog. He's always lighting homeless shelters on fire. Yeah, it's like oh god. Any chance he gets. If, if he sees someone with some extra matches, he's like, oh, let me get those. <laughs>